to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, everything is just one thing. Now, spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. Science is just now catching up. However, this is not new science. Quantum physics is over 100 years old. And basically everything, all of new technology is based on quantum physics, the unified field theory that everything is one. We wouldn't have the internet. We wouldn't have smartphones, computers. We wouldn't have all of today's technology if oneness was not a reality. So it's something that people at this point should be awakened to. And once mankind is awakened to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is ions with Dr. Diane Corcoran and Lilia. Thank you, welcome Dr. Diane and Lilia. To Thanks very much, Caroline. Thank, Thank you, you, Caroline. Thank you both so much for being my guest. Um, Dr. Diane, I know you, um, I am not that familiar with IANS. I will be going to the conference this year for the first time and I'm very excited. Thank you so much for inviting me. Please share with our listeners what IANS is all about and also share how you became involved with being the president of IANS. Uh, well, Caroline, uh, it's a sort of a long story, but I'll make it short. No, I got, you don't have to. No, <laughs> okay. Share in detail. We have plenty of time. I got involved actually in the work of IANS, which is the near-death experience, when I was a very young nurse in Vietnam. During, I had no idea what an NDE was at the time, nor did anybody else, because it was 1969. Raymond Moody had not written his book yet. But I had a young man who was a patient, and in the middle of the night, he called me to his bedside and said, I need to tell you something, but you have to promise to believe me. And he explained to me about when he was injured. He felt like he went out of his physical body. He went to some other place. He saw different things. And basically, he described a pretty normal, what we know today is a near-death experience. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what it was at the time. But I knew enough to say I thought he'd been given a special gift. I hope that he loved it and learned about it and accepted it and integrated it into his being. Um, and so when I came home from Vietnam, I thought every patient should need somebody, uh, a nurse, a doctor, a chaplain, somebody there to support them and talk to them and educate and validate their NDE, their mm -hmm. near-death experience. And so I really have been teaching this for the last 45 years um, because near-deaths are an awakening spiritual journey. And 
it is frightening if you have no idea where all these gifts and side effects are coming from. And it is difficult for patients if they have no one to speak to. And especially I've been focusing on um, this veterans and children for the last 10 years and before that, and of course now on everybody, because there are millions of experiencers out there they don't know um, about the International Association um, for Near-Death Studies. That is IANS. We're almost 40 years old. We've been around a long time, and our whole mission is to support, to educate, and to disseminate research on the near-death experience. And as you said, now um, the spiritual and the consciousness research is finally um, acknowledging that the near-death experience is a very good example because it isn't a brain thing. Right. You could be physically dead and have this experience be resuscitated, and then where did this happen? It wasn't in your brain. Right. And so they're getting very, very interested in that. Um, I think it's, uh, for me, I'm a nurse. Uh, I've been a retired Army nurse. I spent 25 years in the Army. I have a PhD in management and have dedicated the last 40 years, ever since I came home from Vietnam, to this uh, purpose. I've you know, spent a lot of time lecturing at universities internationally in different associations to especially with healthcare providers to educate them so they'll know that they need to be there, especially nurses uh, for these patients. Um, when I started doing this, there was nothing. Raymond wrote his book in 1975, and now we have thousands of books and movies and television movies. I just watch um, Heaven is Real, um, for the second time, excellent uh, for people who have never seen it and don't quite understand what it is, and that's with a child. Mm -hmm. And so this has been a long journey for me. I've, um, I found IANS very early on and have been a member for over 40 years, um, or right at the inception until now. Mm -hmm. I've been president four times. Um, <laughs> well, and it's time for a younger generation to take over, but I have great um, hope and dedication to it and will do what I have to do until we can really get leadership and whatever we need to make IANS successful for a long time. Yes. Wow, that's amazing because I, I have had many, many, um, like you mentioned, uh, Dr. Raymond Moody, he's been a guest on the show. Have many, many um, uh, guests that have had near-death experience. Um, Alexander... Um, Eben. Eben, Eben, right. And Dr. Eben Alexander, which is, I, I read his book, Proof of Heaven, when my son, the first time my son was on life support, my son is in spirit now, but my son is not gone. He's very much with me, and he is the co-host of this show. He told me that. And I have his voice on tape. From, Wonderful. Yes, I have his voice on tape, and it is clearly his voice. But um, as you said, it's 
the 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 soul doesn't the body is just the vehicle and when we just like buying a new car <laughs> you know when we leave our our body we're not gone we are still very much here and, and that's so important for people to recognize especially grieving parents and i have used it for many years in grief and bereavement and 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 myself with my own family because when my mother died all i could picture was her up there dancing and having a wonderful time and out of that sick body. Mm -hmm. And and I too have, I know she's visited and she does little cute things like turn the TV off um, <laughs> when um, she wants me to know she's around. And I mean, I think it's wonderful and it really does help to be able to picture like you with your son that they're there with you. You can talk to them. Yes. You can um, feel them. You you know they're there. They're just in a happier place than many times where they've been in in the past. Yes. And so it's really important in the steps of grief and bereavement as well as other areas. Mm -hmm. Yes, and there's so much scientific research now. Um, I've had many scientists and, and researchers on the show that work in communication with the afterlife. The uh, Dr. Gary Schwartz with the soul phone, um, um, Sonia Rinaldi, who is a Brazilian researcher, she has such, she's been doing this for 30 years. And she has, now she even videotapes um, our loved ones from the other side. It's just That's wonderful. Yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. Now, and uh, Bill Guggenheim would be a good one. He wrote the book, Hello from Heaven. Okay. He mm -hmm. has like 3,000 3, accounts of afterlife communication. Okay. Hello from Heaven. I'm writing that down right now. Yeah. He lives in Florida. He has his own website. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Now, Lilia, we're not going to forget that you're with us. <laughs> Lilia, please introduce yourself to our listeners and please share what you, how your involvement with IONS and how um, you got involved with doing this type of work. Well, I'll begin with uh, just saying that um, since I've been a little girl, um, I've had a, numerous impacts. Um, uh, of NDEs and STEs. Um, I think it helped me spiritually transform my life. And um, I live my life according to that experience I had at age three, where I experienced oneness, uh, total love, um, and the importance of awakening mm -hmm. to where I know I come from. And so that is where I spend my life trying to help a people achieve um, that directly. Um, so um, I think it impacted the type of work I, I have done in my life, um, which I'm, I've been a mental health counselor for over 35 years. Uh, and I help individuals, uh, groups and families and the disabled. Mm -hmm. um, I also co-founded co and I co-facilitate a uh, TBI support group for the brain injured and their caregivers. Um, I also provide supportive counseling and consulting services as a medical and spiritual intuitive mm -hmm. to those who have had near-death experiences and STEs and to people who are ill, uh, grieved, aged, um, 
and those people that are physically or visually handicapped. Um, I also do spiritual counseling for uh, veteran experiencers. Um, I volunteer my skills with media and public relations um, and internet marketing to young people, especially low income, uh, internet entrepreneurs and future NDE authors. Mm -hmm. um, I started out um, doing some research in near death experiences um, probably seven years ago. I saw Diane um, speaking and asking for someone to please step forward and help the veterans who have had uh, near-death experiences. And for the first time in my life, um, I had never done anything like that, but I called her up and said, put me to work, what can I do? And we've been together ever since. And I work hand in hand with her for the Vet NDE project. It's not limited to just the vets. I also have a very great passion. Um, for children's near-death experiences, because I am one. Mm -hmm. um, and so we primarily work, uh, I go, I, I advertise all over the world about IONS. I educate the international community about the near-death experience of combat soldiers. And I had a spiritually transformative experience one day out of the blue, um, just having my heart on this whole project. And it, just like an instant download, I, was, I heard gap of care. And in that instance, I was shown from the beginning and the end what it meant, what's happening to people who um, are ignored or um, people don't believe them, whether it's a medical professional or their families and the impact it has on them and yeah. even how it rolls out to their families in that psychosocial, it has psychosocial ramifications for the family. Uh, because when you come back from these experiences, you're just not the same person. I've experienced this many times myself. And, and I think it's really important for people to understand that, um, and this is my own personal view, having a near-death experience or a spiritually transformative experience, it's like a slide rule. It could be anything from a close call with death all mm -hmm. the way to flatlining in the hospital. Right. But the most important thing is that the after effects that the experiencer uh, is impacted, that's all a common denominator. They have those similar features. Right. Um, and especially as a child, you, you think everybody has these experiences. You're confused about it. You don't really talk to your family. Or if you do, um, they tell you, oh, stop making up stories. So you keep that locked in. Now, every time I've had these experiences, I came back with a new set of skills. Mm -hmm. uh, they call me satellite dish. Mm -hmm. I can put my attention on something and know exactly what's going on with that thing. Okay. And so I use it as a medical intuitive. But anyway, I stepped forward to help Diane. We've been doing it for six, six years. I've been drawing veterans who are very strong um, between the clergy mm -hmm. um, or they've been experiencers themselves. And now we're going we're gonna to go worldwide with this. IONS has allowed us to use that platform uh -huh. um, to close that gap of care. And now we're trying to um, educate the medical professionals um, and even to the general public that these experiences are real yes. to that vet or to the experiencer. Right. Whether they believe it or accept it or not is not the issue. The point is it's a real experience to that person. Yes. And I want to help end suffering. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of us want to end suffering. Right. And I think that was part of my awakening to come into the world and tell everybody we're all one. When you end the suffering of one person, you're entering your own suffering. Um, and not that we're motivated by helping ourselves, but we are all one. And, the, and these experiences are happening because an awakening is happening. 
there's a great awakening happen. Mm -hmm. And so as we educate people to this, the near-death experience, which actually shows us where we came from and where we're going to go. Um, and in those life reviews, we're actually taught how we should come back and be more humane, more loving, and to help other people understand that principle as well. So I think it's an awakening process. I think it teaches us how to become one. Yeah. And so I'm proud of Ians. I'm proud of Diane, those people who are out there trying to tell people, this is a safe place to come. This is where you can be yourself. They're part of that making humanity humane towards one another. Because when you go to that conference, you have a group of people there that you can relate to. They don't challenge um, your personal experience. They love you. They right. don't judge you. And they help validate you. Yes. Now, Lilia, could you please share with our listeners your first um, experience at three years old? I'm sure the listeners would love to hear it. Uh, yes. Um, my grandmother would take my, my sister and my brother and I to um, a cemetery four blocks from the house. And it was always a special event. And, you know, we'd visit this beautiful Greek style pavilion there. And all these little chipmunks and things would run around. So one day I just had the idea to bring a box because I wanted to trap one of them and take them home so I could love something. Yes. And my brother was a little bit jealous about me having a box and he grabbed it from me in a struggle. Uh, well, the next thing I know, I was heading towards a tombstone. Mm -hmm. But before, my before I struck it, all of a sudden, um, I was this presence outside of that body, okay. which I did not even recognize was me. Um, and I was skirted off to a place that I recognized that I was there before. Okay. And although I don't remember exactly the faces and the total experience, I know it completely um, changed and altered the direction of my life. It's like I become one with my purpose. Okay. Um, and um, so what happened then, um, the next thing I remember, I, again, I was this presence standing um, over this little baby body on a couch and there was a woman there and there was light all around her coming from within her out and she was praying in a foreign language. Um, and I was there for her because she was imploring God to help this child that I did not recognize was me. I didn't even recognize the scene. Okay. Um, and the next, all I can just tell you, I was light. I was just a presence. This is who I was. Um, there was no attachment to anything or anybody. There was no time. There was no space. Um, one moment was like the next. It was like I was right in the eternal now. Okay. The next thing I know, I got, I was in my body. I was in that body, that little baby body. And the pain, the pain in my head. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the density of my body, it felt like I got shoved into a box that I didn't know how to get out of. Okay. Um, and my, then I recognized the woman was my aunt and she ran over to me thanking God that, that, I, that I was alive, that I was awake. Back mm -hmm. then, in the early 60s, they didn't take kids to the hospital for bumping their head, but I was knocked out cold for hours. Okay. Um, and what's fascinating is um, I didn't even remember all these things that happened to me, but the after effects, I lived those after effects my whole life without even being aware of it. And it was extremely impactful. I couldn't relate to other children. 
I was a little bit more developed than other children. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be more around adults. Mm -hmm. um, I could see angels. I could hear conversations. I could bilocate. Um, I could be in my house and be somewhere else simultaneously. My intuition is incredible. Um, um, and so what happened was I, I, I belong to the membership of IONS, which I recommend everybody doing. And once a month, um, they put out a um, story, someone reports their story, either anonymously or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when I was reading this account, the woman kept saying the presence, the presence, the presence. Mm. All of a sudden, all I could just tell you, and I felt like I got, was enraptured just light from everywhere, a column, an avalanche of just ecstasy just kept pouring through me. And just in my thoughts, in my feelings, it was like I was being ignited from the inside out. And all I felt was love and oneness and um, a, an awakening. And the next thing I heard was um, a voice came from within me that said, now it's time to tell people about mm -hmm. the St. Germain series. Okay. And my heart started pounding in my chest because I'm very private mm -hmm. about what I study. Right. Um, and the next thing I knew, um, this calm came over me as if I was being told everything will be well. And every time that I would even put my attention on that experience, I would experience that same ecstasy. I was never disconnected from it just because it was the past. No, mm -hmm. no. I was living it in the moment and I right. still do today. Right. Um, and so I'll tell you what, even though I had this much experience and I've been working with Diane, maybe three, four years, okay. I called her up and she said, Lilia, you had a spontaneous, uh, you've had a spiritually transformative experience with a spontaneous recall of your near death experience at age three. Right. And I started to remember my event and the feelings Everything made sense now. The pieces were connecting. And I understood that I was told at age three that I would find these books one day mm. and that I would be telling the world about them. And it was part of a great awakening that I would help them understand oneness because that's what they taught me. I've never lost that principle inside myself. I, my whole life has been shaped for service to other people. Um, and actually it's so down deep in me um, and so authentic that it could come across as a zealous attempt to love people, but I don't know how to be any other way. Right, you can't. You can't. You just have comes, to be yourself. Yes. I just have to be myself. But how important it was for me to be able to go to somebody like Diane, who knew exactly, and she validated. She told me to write up my story, mm -hmm. share it with other people, tell people about this. <coughs> Do mm -hmm. what you're. You know, you can't know what that meant to me. Yes. That was such validation. And that's what people are going to get when they come to the conference. They're right. going to meet people who have that same experience. It's going to be like a family. Yes. Yes. It's so important. Like what you're saying is that people see you for you. This I know yeah. myself. Um, so, and, and Spirit said to me um, about a year or two, about two, two, three years ago, that not for me to reach back for the people that don't see me. Because in a way, I was kind of doing that. It's like I wanted people, see me, see me, see me. But they can't, it's, everything is vibration. And if they're of a different vibration, and it's not a judgment. We're just, everybody's at a different level, a different 
point in their growth and their spiritual development where all divine aspects of God, but not everybody is going to see you and, and, and honor you and recognize you. So Spirit said to me, go forward because there are many that will see you and are seeing you, but, and don't worry about those that don't see you. So you have to be you exactly like you said. That's right. <laughs> Yes. It's very, uh, very interesting, Caroline, and that is so very true. I actually am also an, a childhood experiencer. I have many of the after effects. I have no remembrance other than I know I almost bled to death. I remember that when I had my tonsils out, I was taken back to the hospital. And I have often said, when am I going to see the details of this experience I had? Because the after effects are really important. And as Lilia said, you feel strange as a child. I was kind of the same way. I didn't care much for silly little kids. And mm -hmm. I was about adults. And, you know, and I've always been very intuitive and different kinds of things. But it's just as difficult because there is a large percent of people who have NDEs or you can help them realize they had an NDE when they had an event. One doesn't have to be dead or really near death. Children mostly have NDEs during swimming events, mm. drowning events, okay. um, but it could be from uh, being very sick during pregnancy, during delivery, you know, having an operation, uh, having an anaphylactic, uh, anaphylactic reaction. So we have many of these events that happen and people have NDEs, but then they have no idea what to do with it. Right. And I, I, I get that. And it's really important for us to acknowledge those people and help them put their story back together. Okay, you probably did have an NDE, um, so now go forward and study the after effects and learn how to integrate them into your life. And uh, the conference will change people's life. The vibrations are so intense because you will have maybe 300 experiencers there. Mm -hmm. And on occasion, when we were at Georgetown, the entire computer system went down. Wow. Not, not unusual for experiencers to affect something electrical. Yes. And we're all walking around saying, we have no idea what happened. We didn't have anything to do with it, knowing that all those experiencers probably did. Yes. And I have had, and I've brought veterans who have never had a chance to tell their story since Vietnam, tell their story cry, come to me and say, this has changed my entire life. And we hear that a lot at the conference, and I'm sure you'll find some of that. Um, we, you already know Suzanne Geisman and her after-death communication with children is remarkable. And she started doing this as a need because she lost her daughter and was desperate to communicate with her. So there are a lot of us, um, and some people who aren't experiencers, who are just interested and have a soul that's been called to help. Yes. And um, we're all very interested in that. IANS is a long, 
old organization. We invite people to join and become members and be part of us because it is very much like a family. When you see people at the conference, there's absolutely no judgment and you will hear very different and sometimes strange things yes. about experiences they had. Nobody says, oh, you know, there is no judgment about that. Everybody knows there are so many things we yet have to find out and that we are there for people to care for them. And we have people available. Uh, we have an experiencer room where you can go and just talk okay. and help and tell your experience. This year, there'll be half of it will be a military corner okay. where veterans will go because veterans don't like to talk to anybody except other veterans okay they want to know you get it you you know what i'm talking about and i've um uh put up my web page uh for that so that they could come to me and i could talk with them lily and i have worked on that because it's very very hard for them um to open up and especially we have a lot of vietnam veterans who have never said anything and a lot of children i had a um uh lady who cleaned my house okay and one day she came to me and she she saw that i had a um a, a near-death library yes and for several weeks she took books home okay and so she got finally that i'm interested in this Right. So she sets me down one day and she said, can I tell you something? I said, sure, you can tell me anything. Well, I find out that at the age of, I don't know, six or seven, she was being molested by her stepfather. Okay. And she was petrified. And she was praying in her bed with her head covered to make this stop. And all of a sudden she heard footsteps. So she was afraid it might've been her stepfather. Right. And all of a sudden, and I can see her doing this, she picks down the cover of her blanket over her head. And in her doorway is this eight foot angel spreading its wings, glowing and just telling her, we know we understand, we will protect you. And she expresses this, she's never told anybody. She tried to tell her mother and her mother said exactly as Lilia said, don't make stuff up. And, um, and then she goes on to tell me she'd had a near death experience and, and that and, and many other things. And she has incredible healing power, she's intuitive, she has all kinds of skills that she developed from her NDE, yes. but never had an opportunity to tell somebody. That is just so sad, it, it weakens my heart. And now I think Lily is right, and I've talked about this some, we are having this huge outburst of people looking for something to unite us. Yes. There's enough hate and discord in the world. We need a uniting thing. And the NDE is all about love and compassion and pulling together. And you will see that at the conference. Most NDEers are very big huggers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't care who it is. And um, 
the first meeting I ever went to with Raymond, it was years, 30 years ago, and I was sort of new to the group and I'm going, well, I wonder what this is all about. And all of a sudden I see this very distinguished man come in with a beard and a suit coat and all dressed up. Mm -hmm. And he goes, hi, Raymond, how are you? He <laughs> shakes his hand. And then he just puts his arms around him and just hugged him. And I thought, well, I have never seen that happen at a professional meeting before. <laughs> well, it's IANS. <laughs> it's near, and they, they walk the talk. I can say they really walk the talk. They're about love. They're about forgiveness. They're about helping. And we want people to have that. That's why Lily and I have been trying to do things like your show so people know we're here. Call us, um, send a question on my um, website. Um, do, we'll help anybody. Yeah. And um, especially, it is so sad to see all these children who were experiencers who never got an opportunity, or veterans who never got an opportunity to share their experience. And um, this year we've made a big play, and Lily has been such an important part of that, to invite veterans and yeah. to have veterans come and say, this is your space. We're going to listen. You know, you, you need to be here. And um, it, it, IANS is a very special place. A lot of organizations now talk about different spiritual things. Mm -hmm. But we have tried to keep our focus on near-death experiences and spiritual transformative experiences and the after effects and how we can help. Mm -hmm. Because it is a universal awakening. Absolutely, it's happening everywhere in the world. And uh, we're doing our little part, and hopefully someday a big part, yes. um, to help soothe uh, this process because it's a journey. And sometimes that journey, especially for children or people who don't know what's happening, is very frightening. And so we want to say, you are very normal. This is typical for a near-death experiencer. You're okay. Here's some things to do to help integrate this into your life and your being and find that spiritual path. Um, because sometimes they don't know what it is. They just know they're presented with these options and they're going, well, I wonder what this means. Or they're hearing voices and think they're crazy. Mm -hmm. and all of the after effects um, that one can have. And so we're here all about soothing those and providing resources. We have thousands of books now, movies, articles, experiences that people can look at. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the bookstore in IAN's conferences is like a one-stop shopping for near-death experiences. You will never find so many new books mm. and helpful books about NDEs. And of course, it's interesting to me since when I started, there was not one book. And now we have, we have thousands and that's wonderful that, that, it, wonderful that it can be there and be helpful. So we encourage people to come to IANS, to join IANS, to call me or Lilia and we we will be there to help. Awesome, very, very good. Please share the information 
of the website where they can find the information and also share the dates and, and everything about the conference for everybody. The conference is over Labor Day and it starts on Thursday, which I think is August 28th, 9th, and uh, till uh, September 2nd. And uh, so it's four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We have workshops, we have lectures, we're going to have uh, military discussion groups. Um, we will have that. The workshops are many of them experiential, so it really is helpful. Uh, Suzanne will be doing a three hour workshop there. And um, it also is a time to talk to just sit down and talk to other grieving mothers, to other people who have had your same experience. So it's, a, it's just a wonderful time. It goes, goes way too fast. Um, and we are helpful for anybody who'd like to help us and come on IANS or be part of the board because it's a huge undertaking to develop these conferences every year and try to do all the things we're doing. So we're always looking for people who have good skills and want to be part of the process. Mm -hmm. um, my website is Corcoran, C-O-R-C-O-R-A-N, Consulting, N-D-E, or dash N-D-E dot com. Okay. So Corcoran Consulting, dash N-D-E dot com. And um, it has a bunch of stuff for military and other people. Uh, we will be putting a military page up on IANS and then link my page. Um, but it has, Lily had a great deal to do with developing this and we have tons of information on it. And it has a place where you can write directly to me or call me. And um, I just checked this morning and answered a couple emails from that. Okay. So awesome. very good. Yeah. And and Lily, Lilia, um, can you share the, the website address for IAMS and for people who are interested in becoming a member? Um, yes, they can go to IANS.org mm -hmm. uh, at just IANDS.org. Okay. Um, they can go right to membership and join and how important that is for people to be part of a community that's just doing well by other people. Um, and this helps uh, IANS be able to tell the world what they're about and what they can do for humanity. Um, not just experiencers, but people who love experiencers. You right. don't have to come to the, the people who come to the conference, everyone is welcome from right. a hospice worker to, um, to an experiencer themselves. They can also visit conference.ians.com. They can go there and register. And if you become a member, you get a 15% discount off um, the price of the registration fee. And I want to mention something else. There's a lot of beautiful activities that are happening. Um, there's a healing room. There's going to be healing practitioners of all sorts from crystal healers to uh, Reiki uh, masters. Um, and you can uh, buy uh, a ticket to go in there for 20 minute sessions. Diane's going to be featuring this year the um, two uh, doc, video documentaries that Roberta Moore uh, created for IONS about understanding the near-death experiences of veterans and another one what medical professionals need to know. Beautiful uh, films. Um, Mr. Kevin Kern who's a Steinway artist uh, and a composer 
is going to be uh, doing a concert. And the interesting story is I heard him in December mm -hmm. and I was driving with a friend of mine and a song came on and I'm telling you, I went right back to my near-death experience at age three, but in my feeling, I had the exact feeling that I had and I remembered it. What do you think I did? I pulled over. I had to know who that, what that song was. Guess what the name of the song was? Remembering the Light. Mm. Remembering the Light. I got his name. I got on the phone with Diane. She said, let's see what we can do. And now he's coming. Yes. And his music, music is beautiful and so reminiscent of people's experiences. And so there's just going to be a phenomenal uh, new presentations. And uh, we're having over 70 speakers. And I want to say something about the volunteers. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a group of people who put their heart into whatever they're doing. And whatever they specialize, they just hit it like a tire on a road. Mm -hmm. uh, they're phenomenal people and they understand, they know many of them are experiences themselves and it's just going to be a great time, a great time. And this will be the, probably the largest military veteran presence that IANS has ever had. I'm very excited about this. Mm -hmm. uh, medical professionals are going to understand what the vet goes through. Um, I'm going to try to bring energy psychologists in who are very interested in doing the workshops, which are very important to participate. Mm -hmm. So um, I just want to mention those few things. So it's going to be a great time. Wow. Thank you. L yeah, Lilia has contributed a great deal. Uh, and the other gr volunteers from Pennsylvania have made such a significant um, uh, presence for both this and Lilia has done great work for reaching out globally uh, to people and working with me. And it's something, you know, sometimes you do it one person at a time and other times you can do it at many people at a time. But the key is that we keep reaching out and we keep trying to educate and provide validation for people who have been struggling and suffering. Right. And if you can't, if you can't come to the conference, uh, I believe IANS is going to be having live streaming. Is that correct? Right. Yes, oh, that's right. Awesome. Very good. So if someone was interested in live streaming, they would go to IONS conference. Website. Yeah, the conference website and uh, they can sign up there. Okay, great. That's amazing. I, did, I didn't know that myself. That's awesome. I love, I love the fact that now we have the technology. If people cannot physically get to an event, they can still um, see the event from home. Yeah, I love that technology. Awesome. You know, it's so, it because here's the thing. We even, doesn't matter what religion a person is, we all kind of globally believe that we're more than just these bodies. We do, but we don't, we believe it, but we don't live it. In the sense that um, in every religion, you're taught that you're a soul, you're not your body. Um, and that life goes on after you leave this body. All religions teach that. And in, in general, we believe that we're not just our body, but in, in our daily lives, we don't as a whole live that way. And so it's that it is a great awakening happening where now more and more people are able to share these extraordinary um, afterlife experiences with the world proving, hey, I have proof. I left my body and I came back, <laughs> okay? <laughs> well, over 70% of 
uh, of people believe in an afterlife. Right. And so, you know, they believe it, but many people just need proof or um, even for experiencers, they need somebody to help them believe what happened to them. Mm -hmm. And it, it is um, a global awakening uh, that has a tremendous impact spiritually to what we could be. Yes. and what we could do and i think that's what we're all searching for to do the most we can yes. and ians is a big part of that and and really has that as a goal as well yes yes you know i'd, I'd like to share something when i came back from my experience from a little girl and i always lived this way do no harm mm -hmm. and this is what i and it's not meant to um, castigate or to condemn the medical professional. But when it comes to a soldier, he's trained to be a warrior, to assess and to make a judgment, and, and they have to kill. And sometimes there's, you know, you accidentally get a child or a woman or whatever, and they have to live with that pain and suffering. They get hit. The first memory they have, they wake up in a hospital. Their legs are blown off. Their arms are blown off. They're blind. Um, you know, the, and the first thing on their mind, actually, if they've had a near-death experience is that event. They just, was, they just were involved with the most beautiful light. They were home. They had no pain. Um, all their suffering was gone. And they might have a life review. Some do, some don't. Mm -hmm. And they watch the, the things that they may have done to other people. And they come back a new person spiritually, a new spirituality breathed, you know, breathed into them. Right. And what happens? They go to report the event. Um, it's not accepted mm -hmm. or um, not believed. Um, not even by or, clergy. <laughs> not even by clergy. And what, uh -huh. happens, what happens? They yes. fall through the gap of care. They direct them to a psychiatrist or whatever. They're put on drugs. Right. Um, and it exacerbates. Now, imagine having your legs blown off. You had this big event. Right. You don't know if you're ever going to work again. You don't know what's going to happen to your life in the next moment. But right then, the most intense experience they have besides looking at their body is that they just went through something that they don't even know how to explain. And if they did, they'll, they'll get their security clearance taken away. Mm. Mm. And so, like Diane said, even the clergy right. don't understand this. This is why it's very, very important for people, doctors and medical professionals to understand and look for the symptoms that are related to a near-death experience and their after effects so that they don't wrongfully or unknowingly put them into another category as a psychological event. Exactly, exactly. Well, the thing is, um, you were saying do no harm, but my thing is that the golden rule, do unto others. It's just, it's really that simple. But to me, the, the truth of unconditional love, unconditional non-judgment, unconditional forgiveness, and, and the golden rule, uh, do unto others as you would wish done unto you. It's, to me, it's not rocket science to live this way, for everyone on the planet to live this way. So. Yeah, I think that what we're doing, um, you know, we're helping doctors awaken Yes, that these are real experiences and they happen. And it is part of humanity to do no harm and to serve well. That's why they became doctors. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying to the medical doctors, please just try to hear uh, that these experiences are real to your patients. Let them report them without judgment. Don't yes. be so quick to form a judgment and 
call it a psychological event, right. have someone there to listen, even if they don't personally believe. Right. Because you will make a remarkable difference just by listening. Yes. There's a, uh, there will be a gentleman at the conference, his name is David Hufford. He is the first person to have done research on veterans. And what he asked doctors are, do you believe that patients who have NDEs deserve to be listened to? They all said yes. Good. What would you do if a patient came to you? I'd send them to a psychiatrist. Oh, okay. They, what they believe and what they do. And we have rescued many patients who come into IANS all on drugs, all messed up, and say, you know, I don't know what to do. And we go through a whole process of helping them get off of drugs and get back to work and do all these things. I saw somebody the other day that wandered into IANS. He was an uh, engineer. Mm -hmm. And he was just, he had no idea what was happening to him. He was a young, young kid. And so I sat down with him for a couple of hours. I gave him resources. I gave him a meeting to go to. And I saw him the first time last week for the first time in maybe three or four years. And I, he almost scared me because he comes rushing up and hugged me. And then I recognized him. And it's like, yes he's made a difference. Now he's volunteering. He's part of IANS. That's his fabric. And that's how we want. We want people to become part of our family and let us all support and love each other. Yes. That's what it's all about. Truly. Very true. And I love the fact that you both, both of you ladies have, have tapped into your purpose for being here, because we all have a unique purpose. I talk about that a lot on this show. And you both found your purpose and you're living it. And so I encourage everyone listening to go within themselves because the you won't find your purpose in the outer world. You, the purpose is within you. And you have to tap into that passion inside you and live it and, and shine. And trust it. Yes, trust it and shine your light for the world. I, uh, I was active duty military when I came back home from home, Vietnam, and I was intent on teaching every person about the NDE. There's no books. There's nobody who knows this. All my superiors thought I was nuts. They called me the death and dying lady. There she is again, teaching this stuff. Fortunately, I was a good nurse. Um, but eventually, but 10 years before my time, and it took a long time before we started catching up with people coming out with books like Evan and Raymond and, and these great authors. Um, I wanted to just say too that at the conference, there are a lot of people there that are just interested, just wanna know what it's about, mm -hmm. what is after death, what is after life, what, you know, what are all these things about? You don't have to be a doctor, nurse, or experiencer. A half of the people, maybe a quarter of the people there will be brand new, mm -hmm. have never been to a conference, and are just trying to understand it. And that's wonderful. Yes. Um, because we need to keep getting new people who are trying to understand. Yes. And, um, you know, that's all about what we're about. And uh, 
So uh, the conference is always exciting. I can't wait to meet you and see you there. And I know you're going to have a wonderful, wonderful time. Yes, I know that too. Thank you. We hope you'll become a, a yearly person and maybe talk. Oh, I would love to. You should speak at the next conference and tell about your experience and bring your uh, friend from Brazil. Yes. Um, that's incredible. Oh, thank you so much because she would love to come. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, as a matter of fact, I'm going to let her know all about the IONS conference and that, you know, she'd love to come because I, oh my goodness, her research is amazing. So, and we have a research group in IONS and they um, present, we have a whole block of researchers. So, she would be right in her element. Um, we have um, a, a research part of our group that continues to do research in the area. Oh, so amazing. This is great. Well, thank you guys so much. I can't believe this is, this has been such a great conversation with the two of you. And I'm so happy that I'm going to actually be there this year and get to meet you guys. And I'm a big hugger. I tell people all the time, don't hold out your hand. I'm not You'll be right in your element. <laughs> I'm not going to shake your hand. I'm going to give you a hug. That's just me. I, I hug everybody. It's just all about sharing the love. And right. opening your heart and sharing the love. Well, That's thank true. You guys, so much. This has been such a wonderful time together. And I I'm just I'm I'm on cloud nine. Thank you. And you had mentioned uh Suzanne Giesman a couple of times. She's a dear friend of mine. Yeah. I, um and she was the one, she was the medium that gifted me a reading, my first reading, she gifted me on my son's birthday. And it was through that reading we have his voice on tape. Yeah. She she has helped so many mothers and fathers connect with their children because there is nothing more difficult than to lose a child mm -hmm. and not have support or understanding that they're still with you, they're watching you, they're part of your life. And if you have no understanding of that or no ability to reach out to them and help as Suzanne does, it the grief process is terrible. And so we could help people in that venue a, a great deal also with these uh, skills. Yes. Well, thank you, Dr. Diane. Thank you so Very much. Very welcome. Thank you. Enjoyed Lilia. it. <laughs> thank you so much. May I say one thing? Yes. I'm asking all your listeners to understand there's a great uh, source of the power of one. And just like I heard Diane speaking and I invited myself into the experience of volunteering, you can do that too. You can be part of a most positive movement, a reawakening and going back to oneness. Call IONS, see if there's a support group that you can uh, uh, start in your area or join a support group, be yeah. part of the membership drive, come to the conference, listen to the live streaming, be part of the process. We welcome you and we will love you. Yeah. We have groups all over the country, Caroline. We have like 60 groups, and they're in most states and all over. So if you go on the website and want to find one okay. so that you can visit it, it yes. will, you know, it'll be there. Awesome. Support groups all over. So go to the website, ians.org, and look for a group in your area. And that that's perfect. That's very similar to what Helping Parents Heal does as well, which is an organization I'm familiar with and, and yes. work with. And also Suzanne, 
Suzanne's very active with um, um, helping parents heal. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. This You're very been, welcome. Uh, we totally enjoyed it. Thank you. And I thoroughly enjoyed it myself. Love you both. And I'll get to see you very yeah. soon. Wait, actually, almost exactly a month. I will see right. you in one month. Okay. We'll <laughs> be there. You. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.